Hi, I'm Vibhu Sharma. And I'm Sean Mata. And this is the Foreign and National Podcast. This podcast is meant to be a platform for people with diverse backgrounds to share their perspectives on how they navigate life. Thanks for tuning in. How are you doing, Vibhu? <laughs> you said the exact same thing last time. That's going to become your catchphrase. Okay, so let's... But like not as suave as Joey from Friends. I've never watched that show. Okay, well, he has a line where he goes, how you doing? And you're like, how you doing? <laughs> that, was, that was like a gorilla. Okay, listen. I assume you're good. Let's get on with the show. Enough chitter chatter. Yeah. This is episode four, episode dating four. part three. Dating part three. Dating during a pandemic. If you guys didn't know, again, there's a pandemic going on. Mm-hmm. PSA. Apparently it happens once every hundred years. Like and a hundred years later, we still don't learn anything. <laughs> if you think we're going to learn anything from this one, you're out of your mind. You know, a hundred years ago, their mitigation strategy to a pandemic was the same as ours. Wear a mask. No mitigation. The, That's, yeah. That must have been better because now people are disagreeing with that rule too. <laughs> so we're, we're, worse, we're right. worse off than we were a hundred years ago. Yeah, I think there were more deaths in the influenza pandemic. Okay, I don't want to get too depressed right now, so let's just okay, fair carry enough. this on. Okay, uh, episode four, dating part three. Mm-hmm. So our first, so this is going to be the last episode in the dating series for now. Yeah. Because we actually want to start talking about other topics. And yeah, we don't want to have four or five more episodes just about <laughs> dating. Their entire podcast built around dating. Believe it or not, we have other things to talk about. Mm-hmm. So our first episode in this series was about how our parents may have thought about dating or what influenced their views. Mm-hmm. Our second episode was about the in-between, right? How we approach conversations of dating and how they approach conversations with us, given our two different contexts. Mm-hmm. This episode, we're just talking about, like, how do we actually go about it, right? Yeah, like, this is just how we've navigated it. How we navigate it. Exactly. All right, you ready? Same structure as last time. Same structure as last time. Questions, unscripted answers. Hit it. All right. So, you and... Uh, Liz bed Sandy like Sandy Cheeks and Spongebob <laughs> we're, we're talking about Sandy today you calling your girlfriend a squirrel yeah okay cool so you and Sandy have been in a relationship for about what six years six years now yeah six years first question what the fuck is wrong with you okay <laughs> okay we're definitely gonna have to bleep that out <laughs> anyways the uh, first question please ask me <laughs> the real first question because I don't think that was ever discussed okay so we've discussed in the past, you live with your parents. Mm-hmm. How do you have a serious relationship while you're living with your parents? Yeah, that's a fair question. Okay. Um, the first few years of our relationship, like five years almost or four years almost, was uh, in college. Uh, I did like an extra year because I was finishing up some stuff and she was here. So that like last year was long distance. But we've only been dating uh, another year or so or two years almost uh, with me living at home with my parents. That's obviously been a weird dynamic, but I think the the most critical part of that has been like open communication about like, hey, uh, Sandy's coming over. We're gonna do. Oh, like, open communication with your parents. Yeah, with my parents, like we're gonna hang out, and like I said, they like her too, so they enjoy when she comes over. We end up like hanging out as a family a lot of the time, and then me and her will go like on a drive or something, you know, like a movie or play mini golf, which we used to do before everyone had COVID. <laughs> Just different things like that. But I think in the context of the pandemic, it's been a lot trickier. 
Um, so when I, she comes over, is it automatically a double date between you and her and your parents? <laughs> Sometimes it is. Okay. My parents are like, oh, she's here, and start opening up a bottle of wine. I'm like, Dad, it's 11 a.m. <laughs> He's like, but it doesn't matter. It's really sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. Exactly. It's sweet until it's like, okay, you guys got to go play with 11 your own friends. <laughs> 11.30 and your dad is hammered. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, but um, before the pandemic, we would just go out and do our own things. Okay. Like I said, play mini golf or watch a movie or something dumb like that. But, sure. Um, yeah. After the pandemic, it's definitely been like just staying at home. Now that we have a dog, it helps a lot too because she'll just come over and we'll just play with the dog all day until that guy gets tired. She's like, these six years have finally paid off. Yeah, exactly. You got a dog. <laughs> but um, Okay, so it's not like weird or... Is it complicated? Does it ever get complicated? It was complicated in the start because uh, when the initial lockdown orders came and the whole world was actually scared about this, now no one cares anymore. <laughs> now, like, the traffic is back to normal. Like, people don't wear masks at Safeway anymore. Please wear masks. Yeah, please, guys. This is not a political statement. Just put Just a damn mask on your face. Damn mask on your face. Some of you even look better with masks on, so go do that. Anyways. Yeah, back when everyone was actually scared of this, we didn't see each other for, like, almost eight weeks or so, like complete lockdown, you know. And it was all uh, communication through FaceTime, texting, Messenger, stuff like that. But there's a lot of downsides to that. And I think we'll get to that when I start asking you some questions about pandemic dating. Got it. Okay. Which is right now. (laughs) Is it? Wait, I'm not done. Oh, any more questions? Yeah. Okay, go ahead. Okay, wait, have you two had to come up with like any rules around pandemic dating? The rules have been mostly about like, social bubbles that we're already so familiar with now, like making sure that I'm not exposing myself to anyone high risk or not wearing a mask when going out. It's been mostly like common sense rules that you and I would think of, Mm -hmm. but also making sure that, you know, I am interacting with her. She's interacting with her parents. I'm interacting with my parents. You know, they're obviously older age, not like old, but like in an age bracket that's definitely higher risk than we are. Sure. So we have to keep that in mind to make sure we're not doing anything that's going to put them at risk. Do you find it easier or harder or the same amount of effort to maintain a relationship these days? Um, it's trickier when we can't see each other, obviously, because the limitations of like FaceTime when it comes to interacting with someone. Oh, I guess we should also clarify. Uh, she also lives with her parents, right? Yeah, she does. Like, it's and not like you could just... That's why I brought up you know, her parents when I talked about like the social bubble. I think I wanted to uh, mention that like you because know, she interacts with them, I obviously have to be a lot more careful about who I'm spending time with because mm-hmm. I don't want to you know, be the person to blame when someone is infected. Or it's not even the guilt thing. It's more just like, you know, having that awareness that like she's seeing people who she cares about. So I have to make sure that I am not putting anyone at risk unnecessarily. And then she has that same sense as well. So yeah, the difficulty comes from communication. And that's a good segue because I want to talk to you about this now. Because you've done some pandemic dating. How many dates have you been on since the pandemic started? Uh, Are we counting FaceTime dates? Yeah, yeah, we're counting virtual dates. Okay. Uh, Virtual dates, I don't know. Probably like 10. Okay, 10 or so. That's that's a good amount. And are all the dates virtual to start with? Like yes. they're all your first dates are now on FaceTime? Every first date is on FaceTime. Before the pandemic, did you ever have a first date on FaceTime? No. Never? Uh, we're, well, there was that one hot teacher. <laughs> okay. All right. And Cameron okay. Diaz. Okay. So your your all your first dates during the pandemic have been like via FaceTime or Zoom. Yeah, like all that. my first dates have been via FaceTime or Zoom, unlike any other first date I've gone on. Is that awkward? It's weird. What's the weirdest part about it? It's just when when you think of 
FaceTiming or Zooming stranger, mm-hmm. your first thought doesn't, like my first thought doesn't go to, oh, this is a person I'm trying to evaluate if I can spend the rest of my life with in a close capacity. Yeah, that's a pretty... Right, like most right. of usually, usually it's like, oh, uh, it, I don't know this person. I'm on a, I'm on a virtual call with them. This is about work. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. I guess, I guess all my interaction on like Zoom or similar platforms has been in a work capacity. Is that weird? Like, you know, you spend all day on. Do you guys use Zoom at work? Yeah. Yeah. So you spend all time on all your day on Zoom and meetings and stuff, and then you're gonna go have a date on a similar platform. Does your mind ever get? trapped between like work mode and like social mode you know what i mean uh not until i accidentally ask when i can expect a deliverable <laughs> start asking project due dates yeah, exactly and things like that to your first like date. why is this delayed karen <laughs> of course it's a karen <laughs> anyway so you've had first dates on zoom and facetime What's been like the most awkward moment of that so far or the weirdest moment or like how do you keep a conversation going naturally cuz it's it's weird cuz it you Okay, so I'm I'm more of an in-person kind of guy. Sure. Right? Like I prefer meeting people through contacts or through uh, through friends, whatever it is. Okay. Right. And so when you meet a person that way, there's some common ground already that you can hit off a conversation with. Right. Yeah. Right? Okay. Um, it, it's really easy to to when things become awkward, um, and if you're trying to keep the conversation going, you fall back to the common ground. Yeah. But over zoom or facetime that's harder to do because like one i feel like everybody kind of has really bad online dating profiles Mm -hmm. uh and i'll count myself in that and then two there isn't really a common ground uh and three it's like it's over facetime you you just don't get the body language communication that you do in person and so it's kind of hard to tell if you're even vibing or not so do you find yourself uh, uh really exaggerating your expressions over FaceTime to convey the point across? It's, I've definitely been guilty of that. It's, so it's, it's more like you'll make a joke and then she'll be like, I didn't catch that. Like the audio cut out. <laughs> and you're muted. Yeah, no, you're, you're muted. Or like, sorry, there was a blip in the audio. And I don't know if that's her way of saying that was a terrible joke. And like not to say it again, just move past it. Or to be like, actually repeat the, <laughs> repeat the horrible joke that I made. But... There's so much of that, like, disconnect that happens virtually that, like, it's okay in a meeting. You know, if someone leaves out a sales figure, I'm just like, whatever. I'll look in the meeting notes. <laughs> that's because you're not responsible for the... Yeah, that's because I'm not a project manager. I'm <laughs> responsible for that kind of stuff. But um, when it comes to actually, like, talking about something important, like, there's been so much frustration mm-hmm. over just, like, something like FaceTime or WebEx or, like, uh, not that we use WebEx <laughs> to, to talk at night, but... <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Mostly just FaceTime or like Facebook Messenger uh, video mm. um, where that communication is so much so much trickier because some things will drop off and you just like don't have as clear of a stream. Has that happened to you as well on your dates where points have been difficult to communicate across because of like the Wi-Fi or something <laughs> or just like limitations in that regard? Uh, yeah. No, definitely. You like cut out what the other person cuts out. You just... I find that it's it's even harder for me to accurately convey, you know, whatever my personality is because first dates over FaceTime are exhausting. In what way? Or like, what makes it exhausting? 
Because I feel like I'm compensating for exactly what you're saying. The, the difficulty of expressing and driving home the point that you're really trying to. Right. So like when I said that, when I asked you, like, do you exaggerate your emotions to really drive home your point? I asked you because I feel like a lot of times I do to let them know that, oh, you know, like this is something that's serious to me or, oh, this is, uh, this is, I'm being really sarcastic about this. Or like maniacal laughter. Like yeah. I made a joke just now. Please laugh. <laughs> Please laugh. Yeah. Mirror neurons kick in. So I've noticed like when I'm on a date with Sandy, right. And we're like run out of things to talk to temporarily. We'll both just like look at something in the distance. Or, like there'll be someone in the background like yeah. with a dumb jacket on. We'll be like, look at that guy with his dumb jacket. <laughs> and we'll start laughing about it or something like that. Like that's almost impossible, I bet, during a FaceTime call with someone. Like what do you, what external, you know what I mean? Like there's some external parameters. I that... straight up like whenever there's an awkward silence or something like that. Like my best first dates are the ones with girls who are good with internal decor. So you'll talk about like a furniture. In the I'll background. be like, I'll be like, that's a really cool painting you have there. She's in the middle of a story. She's like, what do you think? And you're just like zoned out. That's a really cool horse painting in the background you've got there. And then she hangs up, and you're like, did the call drop? Is that a book on Marxism in the background? Yeah, exactly. I have never read it, but how is it? So that so that's page turner. <laughs> is that how you've been actually filling the gaps in that like natural sequence of I guess dialogue? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You just, like, talk about something in their background. Well, yeah, because, I don't know, like like I said, like, people have, not everybody has a great profile that has topics that are, you know, interesting or, or specific enough to them that I can refer back to it. Like, have you come across, like, profiles where you've talked to them, but you know almost nothing about them? Like, what's the dumbest profile you see? <laughs> or, like, I know you've told me some silly ones, but, like, recently, what's, like, a, a weird... Profile you come across on like Hinge or Bumble or something. <laughs> uh, there was this one profile in the SF Bay Area, by the way, which is considered super liberal. Sure. There's this one profile I came upon in Hinge where um, one of the pictures, the girl was holding like this huge rifle, and right below it, Hinge does like, like a hunting rifle. Yeah. Wow. Well, I don't really know, but it sure. was a really big rifle. I'm okay. not a gun guy. <laughs> just, just a big gun. It was. A, it was a really big gun. I'm not a gun guy. <laughs> okay. Sure. Yeah. Me neither. But. Um, you probably don't know this. All right, Grandpa. So uh, Hinge does these things called prompts, which okay. are like one-liners at the top um, that Hinge gives you, like a question or something like that, and okay. you fill in an answer to that one-liner. Okay. Bumble has started doing that. I don't know if Tinder does it. That's just like so you learn more about the person's background. So that you say interesting. So like it's their attempt at giving you a chance to say interesting things. It's so you can literally judge the book by its cover. Yes. Okay. Excellent. So this girl had a profile uh, and she had like this huge rifle in one picture and literally underneath that she had a prompt that said, you should not go out with me if uh, you wear a mask in public. Okay. That was the worst profile I've ever, like in the, in the current day and age, that is the worst profile so I've ever So let me seen. translate. You should not go out with me unless you plan on catching COVID. Yes. Excellent. Yeah. Do you plan on catching COVID? Would you like to go meet this person? <laughs> Yeah, I'm a really big fan of herd immunity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's a pretty terrible profile. That was a bad profile during this time. So I obviously swiped right. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, of course, of course, of course. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm gonna leave this room now <laughs> and slowly back away to my car and drive away really fast. <laughs> but okay, that's that's obviously an interesting point that sometimes the profiles give you nothing to talk about, nothing in common. I I, I think these dating apps they try. But ultimately, like, 
I think people are just really bad at talking about themselves. Has your when view has your view on online dating changed because of the pandemic? Well, I started doing it because of the pandemic, so Okay. Like I was on I was on Hinge and Bumble before also, but mm-hmm. I never really took it too seriously. Uh, but you don't really meet strangers and I you're not trying to meet people you don't know. Yeah. Right. So I guess I guess that brings up another thing that I'm a little curious about that I don't think I've asked you this before, but like when you go meet a person like say you know the FaceTime date goes well okay. right and you want to go meet them in person for like a park hangout or like maybe an outdoor brewery or restaurant or something mm-hmm. which I'm assuming you've done like you've had second dates I've had a few second dates yeah okay and have they been in those settings like at parks or outdoors yeah yeah they're always outdoors okay it's always when you have like a mask on or something do you have to do you ever feel inclined to ask them like have you had a COVID test done recently because you know it's like the modern day asking if you've done an STD test or something. <laughs> <laughs> Not that like I ever, I don't think asked Sandy that or something or like it wasn't like explicitly brought up. But now it's like you have to almost bring up like, have you been COVID tested? Yeah, uh, that's actually like, <laughs> so I, I don't want to say it's when things start to get serious, mm-hmm. but it's like the step between like getting serious. Because if you think about it, it's just so much... Um, it's so much effort to, one, ask the other person, like, hey, have you done a COVID test? And then, mm-hmm. two, like, you obviously should get a COVID test on yourself, right? So mm-hmm. you need to wonder, am I serious enough about this other person to go through all that effort? You know, uh, do oh, I see, like, yeah. some path forward? But that's, I think that could almost work in your favor, right? So, like, think about it. If you're going to meet someone in person, it means that you've put in the necessary effort to go make that happen, which is obviously a lot of effort mm-hmm. nowadays, which is, you know, you feel safe, you feel comfortable, you have a mask, you're making sure you're somewhere public, somewhere uh, where you can't, you know, it's outdoors, and they put that effort in too. That's almost like a level of commitment that you might not have seen otherwise if this wasn't like pandemic dating. Yeah, that's definitely one way of looking at it, right? Uh, it definitely makes you re makes you seriously evaluate how serious are you about the other person and how serious are they right. about you. Yeah, because if, if you're meeting, you know, if you're jumping through those hoops to go see someone and someone else is doing that too, you know that they obviously have some level of commitment and dedication to actually seeing you in person and seeing where this goes. Yeah. And it's not like, there's it's not a super low barrier to entry. Like there's actually some work there's you some have work to put have in. To do. Right. Yeah. Especially if you're, you know, showing someone that you've had a COVID test done and, you know, it's been... Yeah, positive, aka negative results. Like a, it's it's a, like a like a badge of certification. Yeah, like, you show I have like, the credentials. Where's your COVID test? <laughs> Here it is. Boom. But like, here's the other thing, right? Um, I I don't know it how hundred. I I don't know if that's the complete way of looking at this. Okay. Right. That's fair. Um, because so let me ask you this, right? Sure. If you and Sandy mm-hmm. were not dating, but you met today in today's day and age. Yeah. Right. And you had to like go through the same steps, like first a virtual date, then yeah. a socially distant date, then like maybe you get COVID test done and then, you know, all of that. Yeah. Um, do you think in all those contexts you would have still ended up together? Damn, that's a, that's a really good question. <laughs> it's not actually even on our list of questions. I'm glad you thought of that, actually. Um, to be honest, I don't know. Because the way we met was almost so casual back in college. We lived on the same floor. We became friends. That, like, the amount of effort you have to put in today to meet someone and go hang out with them in person and go build that relationship, 
not that like I'd be too lazy to do it. It just it was just completely different from what I'd done, you know, mm-hmm. back when we started dating. So, I mean, I'd like to believe, you know, we have the same humor, we laugh at the same sure, dumb yeah. things, you know, but it obviously has to get to that point of comfort. Yeah. Right? And I think the trickiest bit today is getting to the point that point of comfort with someone else while you have a mask on, while you have to stand, <laughs> you know, 10 feet apart, while you can only talk to them on FaceTime. So, I don't know actually. And I think that, you know, puts people like you who are you know exploring your options right now dating in a really tough and uncomfortable position where you almost have to make this judgment because when you're dating someone like i guess you're looking at the end game right the end game is happiness finding a partner you have to you can't like you can't like at least these days you can't look at dating and be like yeah i just want to mess around because there's just too much effort to do to just mess around or something yeah so you're basically evaluating someone who's a potential life partner through like there's different layers of difficulty yeah and i and it's hard for me because People take time to open up. Yeah, 100%. And that's what I meant by that comfort was that, like, we were able to open up in comfort with each other because we could see each other so much. We'd pass, you know, cross paths. And it was e- it was easier to see each other. That's exactly what it was. And, you know, if I wasn't in that position today and I met her, chances are, like, she would have never opened up in the way she did. And I would have never opened up in the way I did. Maybe not as soon as she did. Or you Yeah, did, exactly. Right? Yeah, I mean, that time delta would have been greater. But, like... Now you're getting into like if it takes too long, people will lose interest, right? And then yeah, if it if it options. takes too long, then you're not gonna want to go through the effort exactly of yeah. like getting a COVID test done and like it's just it's just a lot of effort. And so if you are really into someone, it either needs to click really instantaneously or you need to put in a lot more effort. You know that's fair. You know, I do. Well. Before we before we sign off, I want to give a quick shout out to my buddy Hussein. He's a uh, Kuwaiti friend, a Kuwaiti national who I ended up going to school with uh, in college. And he messaged me on Instagram after he listened to our last episode. And he said it was amazing how these conservative and immigrant views on dating that we brought up and these taboos are so consistent regardless of their background. You know, we're Indian American. Uh, he's Kuwaiti American at this point. And he was able to relate to it in just the same way that, you know, we were. And I think that's really, really cool. That's kind of why we're making this podcast is to, like, people with these diverse backgrounds can share stories with us on the show or off the show about how they can relate to the topics that we've dealt with growing up. Yeah. It's actually so cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, Hussein, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, Hussein. Thanks for listening as well. Uh, We'll catch you next time. Bye, everyone.